Welcome to Travel Chicks, where we talk travel, transformation, and inspiration. My name's Melissa. I'm the founder of Travel Chicks, and I want to let you know that it may be me, it may be one of our other travel chicks, but welcome on board this adventure. Please, if you love what you hear, like it, leave a review, and share this with your friends. We need to inspire more people to create their own travel story. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Talk, where we talk the latest trends, news, and industry stuff that needs to come to you so that you can be inspired to take off and jet set on a plane somewhere around the globe. Today's guest, I am super excited to have Sandra Moffat from the Office of Tourism of Ireland. Sandra, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Melissa. So today we're talking all things Ireland. Uh, Of course, many people want to know because the ever-changing landscape. Number one, what is the COVID entry requirements as we speak right now today? So I can sum it up in three words. Ireland is open. So there is absolutely no testing requirements, no quarantine requirements coming in or out of Ireland. And just like in Canada, I suppose masks are recommended on public transport, things like that. And um, But no mandates, no restrictions when in destination. Okay, so that's it. amazing. Ireland is open. And here's a question. So do you need to be fully vaccinated or up to date? Uh, and what about the boosters? So there's no in-destination mandates or requirements. So it really is where you're coming from. So say if you're coming from Canada, it depends on your airline. You're going to need to be vaccinated potentially for your airline, mask requirements for your airline. But in-destination, there is no vaccination mandate either. Oh, Okay. Okay, that's amazing. As I said, Ireland has a really high vaccination rate, a huge percentage in the 90s of our population is fully vaccinated and boosted. So it is a safe destination, but there is no checks um, or vaccination requirements. Okay, that's perfect. Now, with you guys, uh, you know, this last year has really taken off with travelers saying, I need to get the heck out of here. What are some travel trends that you guys are noticing in, in Ireland? Yeah, so travel to Ireland's definitely seen a bounce back. Um, the summer has been buzzing with visitors on our streets, which is amazing to see. I think over the last two years or so, um, like Canada, like everywhere, domestic tourism and staycations were super popular. Locals were out discovering what's on their doorstep. Um, but now we're ready to really open that up um, to international visitors again. And it's been a great summer for tourism so far. Some of the trends that we're seeing is lots of small group travel, you know, people getting away with their friends and families all traveling together. And another thing that we've really noticed is um, the jump in solo travel. So Ireland's a really safe destination. It's close to Canada. We call it the gateway to Europe. Um, It's English speaking. So I guess it makes sense, right? It's a safe, it's an easy choice um, when you are traveling on your own. And we're also a relatively small country as well. So certainly in comparison to to Canada and the US. So it's super easy to get around and navigate while you're there too. So definitely a boost in in solo travelers that we've seen on the streets. Okay, amazing. You know, and one question that comes to my mind, because we have many, you know, customers and clients who have never traveled to Ireland before. And 
just a curious question. Is it typical for people to tip, you know, hospitality and tourism staff? So unlike in Canada, there is no tipping kind of policy, right? It's not that 20%, 15%. It's really, if you get excellent service, you would tip. So I would always tip in a, in a restaurant. Um, if the service is excellent, I would always give a good tip, but it's not as regimented as maybe it would be here in North America. Okay. Because I, I know we've had some questions come in, uh, especially with different places in Europe where people are like, I thought you don't tip in Europe. You certainly don't have to, right? It is a longer kind of European standard. You wouldn't have to tip. If I go into a coffee shop, I certainly wouldn't tip. I'd probably, if my coffee's, you know, 380, I'd give $4 and you leave your, you leave your change type thing if you're paying cash. But it wouldn't be the same structure and tipping structure as we have in North America. It really is if you get exemplary service and you want to give that person a bonus, that's when you tip, but not so much um, a requirement as it would be here. Okay. And so the next question I have for you is what is some not to miss sites and attractions to do in Ireland? I myself have never been there yet. And so I'm sure you have some really cool things to share. Oh, you've never been? Well, we have to get you there, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. um, there are so many don't miss sites and attractions. I suppose as a Dublin girl, I'll share some of my personal favorites in the capital. And um, there's icons like the Guinness Storehouse and um, for anyone who'd like to try their hand at pouring their own perfect pint um, or you can get a taste of history in somewhere like Kil Kilmainham Jail. That's a fantastic attraction in Dublin City. In Dublin, we also have Epic, which is the Irish Emigration Museum. That's one Europe's leading tourism attraction, three years running. And so that beats out world-class sites like Sagrada Familia in Spain or, you know, the Acropolis in Athens in Greece. And so definitely would say that's a not miss, especially if you're one of the 4.5 million Canadians who claim Irish ancestry. It tells the story of the global Irish around the world. For anyone who loves hiking and the outdoors, there's such stunning hiking trails, both north and south of the city. They're really easily accessible on trains. So Hoth, Dunleary, Bray, Greystones. Um, you can go paddleboarding or kayaking in the center of the city, right under the Haypenny Bridge, that famous bridge we have in the capital city of Dublin. And then getting out of the capital, um, some of my highlights would be Newgrange in County Meath. It's in mm -hmm. an area that we call Ireland's Ancient East. It has over 5,000 years of history. And that's an ancient passage tomb that mysteriously lights up um, on the winter solstice. So the sun goes through a roof box and illuminates the chamber of this passage tomb only on the winter solstice on December 21st. So what? for something that is older than the pyramids of Egypt, older than Stonehenge, it's just crazy um, that it can do that. And you can go in and get a replica of that experience um, in Newgrange. So that's a definite not miss. There is also lots of new attractions um, in Ireland at the moment. So one major one that might be um, of interest to your listeners, especially with the newly launched House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones show, is the Game of Thrones studio tour. It's the only HBO approved studio tour um, mm -hmm. or Game of Thrones attraction in the world. And it has all the sets and all the costumes from the show. And so that's in Northern Ireland where a huge portion of Game of Thrones was filmed. And then depending on your interests, there's lots to see and do. So there's epic driving routes. The Wild Atlantic Way is the world's longest coastal touring route. That's all along the west coast of Ireland. And mm -hmm. um, you'll pass the iconic cliffs of Mower, cities like Galway, which is home of the famous Clattering, um, where you know you can stay overnight in an Irish castle, play a few rounds of golf um, on one of the many championship courses. So there's no shortage of, of things to do. Um, 
But if you had to ask me what my favorite thing to do in Ireland mm-hmm. is, it's really about the people. It's about the culture. And, um, you know, you'll find music on the streets, laughter in the pubs. It's a culture of crack, C-R-A-I-C. It's that lighthearted fun that the Irish are known for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been able to find it anywhere else in the world. Um, so I think a definite must do, must not miss is go to an Irish trad mu- music session, go to an Irish pub um, for a good seafood lunch or a bit of banter. It's really not about whether you enjoy a drink or not. The Irish pub is really a meeting place. Um, so you'll probably leave with a few new best friends for sure. But that's some of the must not miss things on my list anyway. Holy smokes. So there's obviously no shortage of really <laughs> cool, unique experiences for really any type of traveler to embark on I would say there really is something for everybody in Ireland and um one thing that's coming just around the corner actually for anyone who is traveling um in the next couple of months is Ireland's the birthplace of Halloween it's the home of Halloween and um, so Halloween originated over 3000 years ago with the ancient pagan festival Celtic pagan festival of Samhain and so around Halloween around that week there is tons to see and do lots of festivals lots of um ancient celebrations and this year is really special because it's the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker is the author of Dracula um, and he was born just outside of Dublin city centre. So we have a whole festival dedicated to Bram Stoker himself in the city. No way. So when when do like the Halloween activities and festivities really kind of kick off? Is it just a couple days before or is it a week before? I would say it's the full week surrounding Halloween. So depending on what date Halloween falls on, I think this year it's on a Friday. So celebrations will probably kick off on the Wednesday right through to the following Monday. Amazing. Well, that's awesome. You know, one other question I have is what is the driving like? Because we actually have one trip that we are uh, promoting for Ireland right now in September, and it includes a bit of self-drive. So is it really tough to drive there? Is the roads really windy? Like, how would you explain what it's like to drive in Ireland? Yeah, we get lots of kind of reviews of people who are driving in Ireland. They're like, wow, those winding country roads. It's certainly different than North American highways. Um, but we do have amazing roads and amazing infrastructure connecting our major cities. So from Dublin to Galway, to Belfast, to Kerry, to Cork, and um, really great highways, really easy driving. But I love the experience of getting off the beaten track a little bit and driving those windy Irish roads. Um, they are easy to drive, though, right? Everyone's very cautious on those roads. You know, you just take it easy. You might get a little bit of an Irish traffic jam, which could be a you know, a lot of sheep on the road. You might just have to wait that out a little bit. Um, but it's a really unique experience. Okay, that's amazing. Well, guys, this is Ireland for you today. So Ireland is open. It is ready to welcome all Canadians, North Americans, and people from all over the world. Sandra, I just want to say thank you for coming and sharing a little bit of insight today so people can get a feel for what to experience or what to expect when jet setting off to Ireland. Well, thanks for having us, Melissa. It really is just the tip of the iceberg. So I'd recommend anyone who is looking at things to do and see in Ireland, visit Ireland.com, has lots of trip ideas, suggestions. Um, And then, of course, talk to people like yourselves. And can't wait to visit everybody in Ireland and see everybody there. Thanks, Sandra.